Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly and this is Ageless. I'm 40 and my life is just getting started. I'm here to share real talk and real experiences about how to live life ageless. Nothing's off the table. You know the vibes. Let's go. Hi, I'm Jane O'Reilly. Welcome back to Ageless. And today I am joined by an ageless, intelligent, beautiful, and exciting new guest, Dr. Frida Birnbaum. She is a sought-after research psychologist and psychotherapist and an award-winning author of Life Begins at 60 and What Price Power. Dr. Frida is an expert in family dynamics, parenthood, relationships, addiction, anxiety, and depression. She is also a seasoned media personality and commentator. And she has a podcast called The Dr. Frida Show, Pushing the Limits. She is living proof that age is no longer a limitation after having twins at 60, the oldest woman in America to give birth to twins. Dr. Frida, you do it all. Welcome to the show. Well, it's my pleasure. What a what an introduction. Wow. But uh, I'll tell you, uh, it's really all about who you are. Uh, it's not nothing else. It's not even about your education. Uh, it's about learning about life and having a passion for life always um, into your 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, if you can do it. Uh, as long as we can breathe, we can contribute in some way. And that's what makes life worthwhile. Uh, it's not even the amount of years. Uh, it's about what you're getting in with those years that uh, we have. But look, you know, we obviously have changed. Our society has to catch up with that change because individually I see women and the part, the problem, the part that bothers me is they don't tell their age. And if they would, uh, I'm 75. And if they would, uh, people would say, oh, this is what 60 looks like. Instead, they are saying 10 years younger. Well, the reality is, I was not going to tell the truth about my age either. I always said I was 10 years younger than I was, especially with these children. Uh, but then a doctor in the hospital said to me, a head doctor, actually, what if Dr. Manny, he's on TV too. And um, he said, tell the truth. Who cares about you being so, uh, you know, uh, small minded? Uh, no one's going to know anything. You know, you're being uh, very uh, narcissistic. So I said, okay, I'll tell the truth. But from that, there was a media blitz. Um, and somehow the number six, if I was 59, but the number six, zero, I hit a nerve and uh, from all over the world. And they came running to uh, meet me. They had a special switchboard operator. There was a guard outside as if I did something, I don't know. And they took me through some tunnel and, uh, you know, to get out. And there was media all over when I got home. Oh uh, but yeah, I mean, it was really amazing. I mean, my phones didn't stop. I had to take another uh, number. But really, uh, what was going on was not so much that I had uh, this, these chill, these twins, uh, that I didn't know I was going to have because I almost miscarried. And the doctor said, it's over. But we we made sure that it wasn't. We took care of it. And I ended up having twins. But it's that, you know, what, what does age mean today for women? And having opportunities not to listen to anybody, but who you are and to know that at a certain stage, you are more who you are than when you were younger, because you're not figuring it out as much, but 
You have to keep growing all through life. That's what life is about. Every five years, you should reassess yourself. Uh, what changes have I made? Uh, where do I want to go? I mean, my podcast is about uh, your history, your success, and your future plans. And so that's the way life has more meaning when you get up in the morning and you say to yourself, okay, what am I doing today? And when you go to sleep at night, what did I do today? Uh, what, did the day have meaning uh, to to my existence? I absolutely and, love that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I can talk forever if you want me to, I will. If you want to ask me questions, oh, interrupt. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll interrupt. Boss. First thing, Good. first thing, <laughs> I was just like what you were saying about uh, lying about age. I never, I just omitted. I just, I knew I never looked my age. I just turned 41, like Good a couple you. weeks ago. You look ago. like you're 31. I want <laughs> everyone to so know. Much. I thank you. you for that. I usually get somewhere between 28 and 35. And, you know, it's because I take care of myself, but I've also never felt my age. I've, I always have felt like I'm somewhere between 16 and 19 years old. And, you know, I just, I just want to play and I feel like we can do that. And so having that youthful vibe has allowed me to, you know, not have to tell my age, but I felt like omission is lying. Omission is lying. So when I started this podcast, that is, it's in my intro. I say, I just turned 40 and I feel like my life has just begun. And I know you say that in your book, life, after, life begins at 60. And I, I just loved that because I absolutely relate to it. And owning my age has, it, it's given me a self-awareness I didn't ever have before. And I, I, I loved that, that you brought that up, but that leads me to my next question about redefining age. So on this podcast, like I said, I share about when I turned 40 and I felt like my life was just beginning. What does redefining age look like to you? First of all, I love what you said about playing, uh, being playful. That's so important because when you're playful, that helps you to go ahead and move forward and to have a clear mind. So you can't just always uh, be uh, focused and structured uh, because it takes away from the whole picture and to step back and be objective uh, really is the way to look at your own life as well. So the question was, you know, what, uh, how is it that I'm defining age? Was that the question? I don't even know. Yeah. What does myself. redefining age look like to you? Well, you know, developmentally, uh, we are pretty much uh, together. Uh, when we're talking about 20, 30, 40, 50s, uh, not 60s yet, uh, having children, uh, changing careers, changing relationships, traveling, it's all defined within that scope. So it's not uh, so much as uh, your role models are so defined anymore. And, and because of that, um, you can keep making changes into your 60s and onward about what it means. Now, I speak about, you know, so first of all, what does that mean? I speak about also words that we use because the words that we use are really express us in a way that does not really contribute to where we are. So when we talk about middle age, it sounds like it's on a decline, but really um, it should be peak age because that's when you're not falling apart yet and you have all your resources and you're able to uh, go ahead and see yourself on the incline. You are doing things, you're freer, 
uh, you perhaps your children are grown or you're um, not having to pay uh, the mortgage or whatever it is. So it's really uh, have looking at fearfulness and what that means. And women, especially uh, because they've been objectified a lot, fear getting older. But the problem is when you look back 10 years later, you know, you see you weren't that old. And also as you um, keep moving forward, it becomes more exciting to my surprise. Um, I was more excited about life when I turned 60 or 63 or 65. And here I am in the media uh, with 30 year olds. Uh, but it's wonderful because there's something about it, an energy Mm -hmm. uh, that I didn't have before. I just was looking for other people. And so the the excitement is I know myself very clearly and I know myself where I want to go. I just want to tell your listeners, it's really about what, who you are and uh, where you see yourself because the journey, as they say, is what makes it most exciting. I absolutely agree with that 100%. And I wanted to get a little bit more of the backstory on being the oldest woman in America to give birth to twins. I just, I have twin brothers. I absolutely loved growing up with, with twins. It, it, I actually want to have twins. And actually, before we get to that story, what I want to tell you is thank you so much for being an inspiration. I, as I am getting older, I am actually wanting to have babies for the first time in I my love life. It. That's the best and time, by the way. This is the is best it? time for you. Of course. You know, when you're 20 and you're 30 and the world is is there and you're learning, your brain doesn't develop till you're 26 anyway. Mm -hmm. And then and then with that, women today are more educated. They have careers. They're not going to be dependent on someone and, and know what it is to have a good relationship. So you're really a, a better later uh, is much better. And there's in vitro, there's all kinds of things as well. So I think this is more exciting and you appreciate it more. When I had my first set and I was 26 when I had my first child, uh, he was wonderful, but I didn't know that he could be horrible. I thought that, <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought this is the way it's supposed to be. He got the grades. He was a nice kid, whatever, whatever. And then, you know, you move on and you see around you uh what what's going on and then you look at yourself and you have to also um look and see what it is you want i think in the 40s you really know you want a child you really yeah, are that's what i'm going through yeah. that's because i always said i'm never going to have kids i'm never going to have kids i want to travel the world um my lifestyle doesn't really work with you know having children it's not something i ever felt like an innate sense to breed. I just have never had that until, oh my gosh, I'm in the most beautiful, serious relationship right now. And oh, he I'm so and happy I, for you. Wow. thank you. Exciting. And he and I together want to have babies and I, I, and I genuinely want that. And so when I, when I found out that you were going to be on my podcast today, I was like, this is, it's, I just know the universe it, it has our best intentions always. And I do feel like it was just a divine experience to feel like, oh my gosh, I actually want to have a child. But to your point about, you know, the forties being ready, I, I, I think I never wanted children because I never felt like I was ready. 
you know, I wasn't that, I, I, I hate kids or anything because I think kids are beautiful, but I just never thought I could have them. And I finally do. And so I just, I, I couldn't wait happy. to tell you that you're going to be, you have to let me know when you have this child. I'm not kidding either, because I oh. want to share in that excitement with you Thank and for you. you to have that, to look forward to, I mean, this is important what we're doing the message that we're sending out, but you know, life itself is the best role model. And for you to see clearly that you're in a good place, uh, you're ready to have a child and you're going to enjoy that child more than anything when you weren't ready. So it's a good message for other women to know that do it when you want to, not when you have to. And today with assisted help that we have more of, of that choice as well. It's the best time yeah. for you. I mean, I, IVF kind of scares me, but uh, I, I, I'm going to freeze my eggs. I'm going to freeze my eggs because it's not going to happen today or tomorrow, but I'm thinking maybe a year from now, it might make sense, but I just get so nervous about being, you know, what if I'm 42, 43, but you have given me hope that it's possible. Yeah. Not only that, you could have a child when you're 44. If you still have the uh, reproductive system and your uh, flowing and uh, your activity, your body, your body is still open to having a child. You could, there are women who have had their own children. I had one when I was 53 oh and uh, yeah. And then I froze the eggs. So I just want to say that yes, freezing the eggs is not a bad idea. Uh, but you could be able, capable of having children into your 40s, uh, for sure. Um, I have a daughter uh, who's 44, mm. and she uh, is going to soon see if she can go ahead and have a child. And women have done that. So it depends how fertile you are and who you are. When I was 44, I got pregnant, but I miscarried because I wasn't careful. I was traveling and doing everything. Okay. So yeah. So don't feel that it's over till it's really over. I I genuinely don't feel that way. And I also believe, you know, I feel like there's something greater than human power out there and I have a higher power. And I just know if, if I just trust that I'm supposed to have this baby, then I have nothing to worry about. If it's That's divinely right. planned, then what do I have to fear? That's why a lot of people, they adopt and then they have a child naturally because they're more relaxed. They're less fearful. And uh, that's really right. But I think it's more natural uh, for women to have my practice. I had a lot of women coming in their mid thirties after they had their children and they were disillusioned with where they were going because it was about taking care of the children. And so when you took care of yourself now and you have that perspective, then you could always go back to what you build up or you can be pregnant and do that as well. Uh, it's things have changed. Men are more nurturing. So uh, your husband could be helpful or you could get help uh, with uh, what you're doing because uh, the most guilty women in my research were women who had to work and leave their children. But women who chose to work and leave their children did not feel guilty. And children who had mothers who worked had more confidence. So things have changed. I mean, when I was... Um, going to school and I had uh, children, I had two children, uh, I was told that I was not a great mother to do that. I mean, now everybody's working and kids and the whole thing. So it really depends on um, doing what's right for you 
And did I lose a few friends? Yeah, but who cares? Uh, and uh, I always, along the line, decided to make these kind of changes for myself. And my daughter also is a professional and also has a career and also didn't get married early and decided and was very picky um, and finally found somebody that uh, she's involved with like you. And also it's a different world today with the way we live our lives. So moving in together uh, where before it was a horrific, horrible thing to do is more mundane now. And then having children when you're ready. So you're in a, a very good time, a very good stage. But I, uh, I always, uh, went ahead and, um, did what I wanted to do. I was always told no, that I couldn't do anything that I wanted to do, uh, when I had, uh, opportunities. Uh, my mother was a strict Orthodox Jewish woman, very dominant, and I couldn't. <laughs> I got a job Friday night. She called the police because I wasn't home early oh enough, <laughs> things like that. And uh, yeah, and she cried to the world why I wasn't married yet. I was 21. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and I remember going to this cleaning store and she cried to the strange lady, you know, what should I do? My daughters, I had an older sister. They're single. What's going to happen? So I got scared and I wanted to be there for my parents. So I got married early, but I've been married all this time. And um, that's a beautiful thing. Congratulations. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's something to be extremely proud of. Yeah. Marriage is worth it. It's work, but it's worth it uh, because you just change one problem for another. So you may as well work out the problems you have. It's really Absolutely. worth it. Yeah. Well, I know you mentioned, um, professional women, the study that you did on professional women in a relationship and, and having children. So that is, we can just go to talk about your books. Cause I wanted to do that. So is that the, what price power book, the in-depth study? Yes. So, yeah, so that's, was a very important book to me because at that time I was home and I was standing in the supermarket actually. And I saw this mother in front of me with two kids. And I said, why is she so happy? You know, what What makes her so happy? Why am I not so happy? I have two kids, a husband who's an attorney, a nice lifestyle. So I did research on that. And I found that women, uh, you know, the U curve is that you have both feminine and masculine qualities. And women who have both qualities need to follow through and both. And also, if you had a mother who was not happy staying home, you eventually seek for yourself what your mother didn't have. So I was seeking also to do that. So I did research on that and found out that the women who had the careers and had the family had the best relationships in general. Sometimes in the midst of it, there was problems. But if you could persevere uh, really, the husband often had some less of the responsibility, more of the nurturing roles. The women had more responsibility, had more say in what they wanted to do. So across the board, I, that was my missing link. And because of that, I went back to school and I got my PhD. Um, and everyone said, you're crazy. What are you bothering for? Um, and before that, 
I was accepted to Columbia University, but for my wow, graduate studies, thank you. Uh, but then again, I had to leave because my husband promised he'd watch the children and they were never really taken care of the way I wanted. He'd call me up and say, oh, Alana is watching TV. I'm at home. I'm still in the city. I said, what? She's <laughs> watching TV and you're not home? I said, I'm not going to continue this. So like four o'clock in the morning, I had my midterm. And I had at that time, these old computers that didn't save. So I had everything on the floor. And of course I went like this, finished this. <gasps> and then I lost it all. Oh no, no. And of course the teacher thought I was making it up. Right. Dog ate my homework. Sure. <laughs> right. You lost your, right. Sure. Of course. And I, at that time, it was a signal. It was four o'clock in the morning. I was exhausted. I didn't feel my... So women still have this double bond of taking care of the family and uh, being out there and making sure everything is okay. So I had that back and forth. So I did both. I had... And people said, oh, you're so greedy. What do you need it all for? Yeah. There's always something missing. So I had the family. I had my career. I did it both. It was a juggling act back and forth, but um, nothing would have made me happier uh, than not to do than to do something else, uh, just to do one or the other. Uh, you need both. If that's what you want, you should really go for both. I love that you said double bond. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. The double bond was a great buzzword. It makes yes. all the sense to me. And you know, I I think we are very similar in that we want to have the profession. And now that I know that I want to have children, I don't want to be a stay at home mom. Like I have things that I have, I have dreams and goals too. So I, I just have to find that balance. And, you know, how do you, what would be the best recommendation for anyone out there who wants to work full time and, and what kind of care would you suggest for, for home, like babysitters or, well, it depends the age. So we're talking about a newborn. Uh, you want newborn. someone who's experienced in doing this kind of position. Now, there's different stages. I mean, you could have a live-in nanny and to really trust that person. That's priceless. I mean, that's a lifesaver. Can you imagine coming home to a cooked meal? The kids are happy. <laughs> They're playing. Everything's fine. Your husband's happy. And you did what you wanted to do. You established your image of who you are. I mean, that's the best thing. If you can't afford that, um, and you can find people. I had a wonderful Polish lady in the beginning. Uh, I had like eight different people coming into my home. Not Nobody worked. I just kept get, getting rid of them. But um, so in the beginning, you want somebody who who's an expert in taking care of babies. When a child is a certain age, uh, they need play with other people, with other kids too. So if you can take them to a reputable nursing center or care center for them, then they have fun with that. Then after that is preschool. And I hate to say this, but if kids don't go to preschool, they miss out now because everybody else does. And yeah. then they'll be ahead of them in kindergarten. So those are the stages really. Uh, when you have a child of what to do. But as I said, the most guilty women uh, were women who had to work and um, other women uh, that didn't have to work uh, found the right people and they felt good about themselves and they felt good about the kids. So it's a really, it's a choice uh, that you're in. 
Uh, but yes, absolutely. And your child will do well too, because it's a change for them mm -hmm. too, to see you, to see somebody else, to see their father back and forth. Uh, it's a nice interchange as well. That's beautiful. I love that. Let's talk about life begins at 60. I know we covered a little bit of that bit of it already on this podcast, but um, I love your topic about reinventing yourself. So what advice can you give to someone who's looking to do the same? All right. So retirement should really not be a word anymore because people are not retired. They're not just retirement means you're not living. You're not part of life anymore. You're not being productive. There's no use for you. You're just going to go and look at some different, you're going to look at people living their lives. You're going to be an observer. Um, and really it's reassessing, uh, redefining who you are because uh, you have a luxury now. Uh, maybe the kids are grown and you know yourself better. What is it that you always wanted to do? Uh, did you want to act? Did you want to sing? Did you want to do art? Did you want to do something in business? Uh, do it. Go ahead. You can do it in such a way where um, you can enjoy your life too. You can pick the time. You can have the luxury of travel as well. You can have downtime. You can have the hours that you want. So it's, you know, reinventing yourself is something that's on the upbeat. It's something to look forward to. And, it, you know, when we talk about life, isn't that what it's all about? Getting better uh, and seeing yourself uh, better. Uh, I feel that there's so much out there uh, to do and there's such excitement uh, that the word retirement is just depressing. It's just something that, you know, I'm never going to do. And I'm talking about people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even. Uh, you can have that kind of control over what it is that you do in a direction that you may not have even known before uh, that you were capable. I mean, I personally, I always wanted to be, since I was 17, um, in the media. But instead, I did what I was supposed to do because to, to my parents, being in the media was like being a prostitute. God forbid, <sighs> you know, Orthodox Jewish family, come on. <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to get married, have kids and shut up. And that's my whole life. But, you know, the more I was- quite the opposite. You did quite yeah. the opposite of yeah, that. Look at my jacket. You like it? I mean, I the more- Look at my pants. We're both wearing leopard prints today. <laughs> so you're you're the mini leopard. I'm the yes. big leopard, whatever that means. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I was always told no to everything I wanted to do, and I had big opportunities, and I was and I said no to. But then after a certain time, I said yes to everything, and um, I decided that enough is enough already. I can't continue. To, to do something out of guilt because of my parents were Holocaust survivors oh and try gosh. to fix them and mend them, which I did. I mean, I, I changed completely when I found out from this happy, carefree person to a person who did psychoanalysis and helped other people because I could feel other people's pain. But, you know, when you're aware of all these things and you see how important uh, every day is in your life, then you make uh, constructive thinking of what you really want to do. And then the next step is to go ahead because it's pretty simple. 
if if you put it out there, you get it back. You make the phone calls, you get you make the connections, you network, you keep your mind open. I was watching something on HGTV and I saw the name of this director and I said, you know what? I'm going to call him up. That's simple. I called him up and I said, I'd like to interview women who have defied the odds and have been involved with men's roles. So I was able to find women who actually did uh, daring uh, skyscraper, uh, you know, feats of climbing it and, and and an Indian woman who came, really, her life was being threatened because she wanted to be a doctor. They would kill her over there. Oh, my and God. She, yeah, so she was interviewed. She was very careful. She was a very fearful somebody who owned a brewery company, a CEO who left her husband at home with the children. He was the caretaker, and she traveled. That was really interesting because she lived a, a, man, a man's life, and her life uh, was really out there and these men you have to be careful when your husband travels because there's all kinds of characters out there what can i tell you i agree uh, so yeah so that's so, so that was something i did just by one phone call that this this the director came and we went and he had all these people around and i had a book signing and a gay pride parade i mean i was all over the place so i'm just telling everyone that uh if it's important enough, you won't stop. For me, it's important enough. I'm not stopping until I get what I want. And I, I want to be that. able. I not can't. stopping until I, I get what I want. I, I love I that want. attitude. I'm going to keep going and I'll say, you know, I'll, I'll be on my deathbed. Wait a minute. I'm not ready. I have to finish this thing. I have to do that still. Right. But uh, yeah, but basically, uh, so people want to know what you want. They don't even know. If you tell them something that makes sense to them, uh, could be something that they did not think about. See, this is my wonderful phone. And it's usually a scam. There it is. I get it's so calling. many of those spammy calls all day long, all day long. Oh. I don't know how I, I need to just start blocking. It's unbelievable. And if they can't pronounce my name, so they'll call me doctor because they think that's my first name. Oh my so I'll God. know already. But you know, if you hear a click, before they answer, you know it's a scam because it's a company they're recording, whatever. But um, so that's basically uh, where we're going uh, with what we're doing. Personally speaking, um, the minute I said yes, I got everything I wanted. If I got a phone call, uh, I was I I was called to be on. Uh, was it twenty twenty? Um, and after I was on 2020, I got a lot of phone calls from a lot of other shows. Uh, so it's the connection that you, everything you don't do, you're missing out on other opportunities as well. So what do they say? Luck is preparation, um, and, uh, being available at the time. And so you have to be able to always be, um, surprised when something happens be open uh, to change. And that's, that's really a life lesson we all have to have. That's the most 
beautiful thing I have heard, um, as well as so many other things that you've said on this podcast. So tell me real quick, because um, we are running out of a little bit of time here, but I want to hear more about your podcast and what the listeners can expect. So what what I did was because I was so much into um, anti-Semitism, anti-racism, discrimination. I had a lot of successful Black young men on, first of all. I had one from the hood, I called to the CEO and I'd like to interview him for his show, uh, who really, you know, didn't have fathers, didn't have the sob story, weren't victimized and made it on their own. So a lot of it, uh, most of it has to do similar to what I went through. And that is people who succeeded uh, in spite of. Uh, I had somebody who was blind on and he was writing, he made a film and I mean, doing more than most. So don't blame your background. On the contrary, your bra- your background will motivate you more to succeed uh, because you don't feel as entitled. Uh, you don't feel that life is easy and you'll get everything you want. The harder life is, the more uncomfortable you are, the more comfortable you will end up being in the long run. So put yourself out there. Don't make it easy on yourself. And therefore, you will get everything that you do to put yourself into the right place. And people who are listening, go ahead, pick up the phone. Go ahead, network. Go to that organization. Listen to something that you see you want. Write that book. Go to the library. Find other books that are similar. Barnes & Noble. I mean, I never thought my book would be in Barnes & Noble. And there it was, uh, because I, you know, because I saw other people. So there's nothing wrong with seeing what other people are doing it and doing it yourself. Just network all the time. I agree. I, I, I try to do the same thing because you just never know who you're going to be connected to. And if, if we don't network, if we don't put ourselves out there, then how are we ever going to know what could possibly be? I don't know. Yes. And well, <clears throat> First, it's not only about that. It's knowing to identify a lot of women, especially are jealous of other women or envious. No, if you see something about the other person that you think something of, go ahead and do it yourself. Uh, don't see the other person in a negative way because women who are the least uh, productive as far as finding themselves are the most manipulative and the most uh, competitive. Women who are very uh, accomplished uh, don't have to compete. Uh, They don't have to prove themselves, but they're smart enough to say, I like this and I want that, uh, instead of feeling victimized, because it's very easy to blame other people. uh, But go ahead and and, and find your own niche. Uh, So basically, uh, that's what I'm continuing to do. That's what's exciting about my life. And I'm going to continue till, even if they stop me, I'll continue. (laughs) I believe you. I totally see that in you. And I know this is an audio podcast, but Dr. Frida looks like she just turned 50. She, (laughs) I love you. I'm going to, whatever you want, I'm here for you. (laughs) Yes. I just, my hair, I just have to have my hair done. Your hair looks gorgeous. 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 I had extensions before. And uh, they were down to here Mm -hmm. and uh, she cut them because they were getting whatever uneven. 
and I don't even like the way I look right now. But oh no, I very think you sweet. look absolutely stunning. You're and I love sweet. that we're both wearing leopard print and we're blonde. Both, <laughs> you know what? We should call ourselves the tigers. Oh, we I should love have that. a group, the tigers, and whoever fits under there. You know, you need to get something leopard. You need, to, you know, I was going to have a show called Badass Women. Love that. Because, you know, these women are out there. There, I, I have a motorcycle jacket that I love to wear. I love those jackets. Oh my God. I love a motorcycle jacket or like a military style jacket. Yeah, I love that. And I have one with little things on it, like flowers and decorations. I have a one in pink. I have one in blue. I have one in black. Oh yeah. Whatever. I mean, you have to have it's, the color of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, it's fun to let go. And it's interesting because we're ending this with where you started, which is letting go and having fun because the whole thing, your whole life is really not about making money. It's about living your life to the fullest and letting go and having fun is like 90% of it. If you're doing that, then you get people connected to you. Um, if you're somebody who's happy, success follows. It's not success and then happiness. People have it all wrong. It's what you pull in that contributes to where you're going. So remember, it's not being selfish for women to do all the right things for themselves. On the contrary, it brings other people in that you're a role model and that's what they want to aspire to. It's really the opposite. I think that's the message right there. Thank you so much, Dr. Frida, for coming on today. I love you and I will I love you. You better tell connected. me about your kids. I, I want to hear. I want to hear how happy you are that you can do it all because that's the only way to go. I'm manifesting it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Your husband's a good guy. Too. I can see well, that. we're not married. We're not oh. married yet, but we're talking about all of the things. And so I just feel really blessed and grateful and I'm happier than I've ever been in well, my entire good, life. I could see that on your face, oh, but you know, you have to be with a good person. I to feel the, and a good person is more important than anything else that you can have. Anything I else. I feel for so your blessed. But yes. a good person in your life will give you everything. The littlest things you'll be happy with. And your anyway, husband must be a gem because I can see husband, it on your face when you talk about him. Yeah. Well, my husband is somebody that, you know, we grew up at a different time. So man, the role models were different, but don't worry. I taught him what he needs to do. <laughs> I believe that. Of he course became you okay. did. Of course I had to. I, have not, I had him on my couch too. You had to modernize him. him. <laughs> yes, I had to. And he has become, he's much better now. Good, 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 good. Well, again, I've just enjoyed this conversation with you and love I will you. absolutely be in touch. And get I your husband you. and get your boyfriend. For his 50th birthday, that's what I got my husband, a motorcycle that made him very happy. And he has now four motorcycles. I don't know oh if he rides more. Oh, my goodness. But, you well, know, give him back. He doesn't what like motorcycles, want. but maybe I could get him an Aston Martin if that. If okay, not that's a bad his deal. favorite. That's his favorite car. So I've got a lot of work to do before. Okay, 50. that's good. <laughs> You'll get there. You'll get there eventually. It's a good thing. It's a great goal. Yes, that's I agree. Goal. There's no reason why I can't. So that's the goal. You put it out there, you get it back. Remember that. I agree. I agree. Well, I hope you have a beautiful day. My Thank best you so to much. you. Love you. I love everything about you. You're doing all the right things. You're never going to have any regrets. Always do everything and don't look back and say you're sorry. Keep doing everything you want and you won't worry if you missed anything or not.
no matter what happens. Love you. The best to you. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ageless. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. Tune in next week for a new episode.